0: What is freedom? See, in this journey of life, we have to get a true understanding of what freedom is. See, it's something that gets fought for, um, something that gets argued about, something that gets debated over. And yet in the end, so many people live and even die never truly experiencing freedom. And I've learned that in this journey of trying to walk in hope, trying to obtain hope, that that becoming free in, in my mind, free in my heart, free in my finances, free in my spirit, free in everything is the key that I have to get to a place of total freedom. And I think that you guys are just totally going to love today's guest because his entire life journey is about helping people find freedom, financial freedom, but also the freedom from the burdens of their mind through, through the motivation that he speaks in people and the way that he just ignites people to go after a better life than they ever imagined. Now, before we get started in today's, uh, in today's um, interview, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Would you, would you subscribe um, to the pod if you haven't yet? Um, would you send this right now, right now in this moment? Would you send the link to a friend, like somebody who's been trying to get to a place to of financial freedom or, or emotional freedom or mental freedom? Would you send the pod right now to somebody? Because I think that this is the type of thing not only that will grow our podcast, but that will grow you. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to bring on my guest. His name is Eddie Bales
1: Jr. Eddie, come on to the show, man. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The honor is mine, bro. So so there are a bunch of people who already follow you, um, who already just, they, they love you because you have done so much for their lives. But for any of my listeners who aren't uh, aware of you, don't know about you, can you explain a little bit about what it is that you do?
1: Yeah. So, you know, My whole goal is to liberate people because I I hate to see people in bondage and shackles. And that's not just financially, but that's mentally, as you mentioned, but everywhere, spiritually, uh, even in relationships. So Mm -hmm. my whole goal is to help people find freedom uh, and be able to do the things that God has called for them to do without having to ask a boss or a bank account. Because if God says, we need you over here, you shouldn't have to say, well, let me see what my boss says, if I can get the day off, right? <laughs> and and if God says, we need you to do this, we shouldn't have to say, well, look, let me see what my bank account looks like first. We should be able to just go and do what we need to do and be able to be uh, able to serve the kingdom in that way. And so my whole goal is really just to help people and to to do that because it it, it hurts me to see the world have everything that they need to do, anything that they want to do. But then when kingdom citizens need to do something, we have to have the thermometer Mm. (laughs) and we have to have like the fish fries and, and the cookouts and all that good stuff. And hey, nothing wrong with that. But I just truly believe as kingdom citizens, we should own banks. We should own the businesses that can we should own blocks, right? We should we should have some ownership where we can be able to impact the world in such a greater way than than we are right now. So those are some of the things that I'm really tasked. I feel like I'm tasked to do on this earth.
0: Mm, I love that so much. And when you said um, specifically kingdom citizens, obviously you're talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Jesus, um, as Christians. And and obviously on this show, you know, I have a, a different variety of people who will be coming on throughout uh, the season. Some of them are believers, some of them aren't. But I think that for believers, especially, hearing this type of a message is something that's important. Um, and and one thing that they're going to hear as they hear you speak is the level of integrity that you carry with everything. The level of humility that you carry into anything, and you you haven't even really tapped the surface on the things that you really do in life, right? Um, I will just tell you guys, he's never going to brag on himself, right? Not only does he have a, have his own company where he retired himself and his wife at an early age from their regular jobs, he's got a nonprofit organization, and everything that he does, he ministers. It's just, it's unbelievably inspiring. So I guess the the, the question I have for you then is, like, c- could you take us a little bit into this journey? Um you have this freedom mentality when it comes to finances. Has Is that something that you've always had? Is that something that you walked into later on in life? Like, wh- how did we get here? I guess would be the first question.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, growing up, I was in a middle class family. So we weren't like poor, but we also weren't like able to just go get whatever we wanted either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, because I had several siblings, you know, I didn't always get some of the things I wanted, you know, and so I got talked about a lot too, right? Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know what a bowl cut is, uh, but for those of you. You didn't have one of those, did you? I sure did. Me oh, and my father. Right? Once I saw it on you, it changed everything. It changed everything. <laughs> yeah. So For those of you who don't know what a bow cut is, you know my father used to cut our hair. He didn't know how to cut hair. He was just trying to save some money. Um, but it, it looks like you just take the clippers and you just go around like that. <laughs> you know. And so I got. You don't about have to tell me because I had it too. So. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling the other people so that they know, right? Right. Um, right. That's for everybody else. <laughs> but uh but i had that and back in the day you guys probably remember pumas was not hot back in the day now all of a sudden they are but pumas was not hot and i got talked about for things like that because i had to get things off the clearance rack and hey it's nothing wrong with that but you know when you're in your developmental stages you need as much confidence as you can have especially Mm. when you're going in the outside world right um but i didn't have a lot of the um, I didn't have enough people pouring into me, giving mm-hmm. me that confidence. And so when those, th- when those things were said to me, it was hurtful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it drove me to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get my own money. Um, I'm going to become free. So I thought, right. So at 14 years old, I got my first job. I actually was a guy, a pastor from church who hooked me up. Uh, he recommended my name. I don't even know why he did. Cause it's not like we talk often, but he recommended my name and, man, that's a whole word in and of itself because what made him see something in me for him to even refer me, right? I, I, I'm Uh-oh. just thinking about we that. We went somewhere there. <laughs> <laughs> but but he referred me. I ended up getting my first job at 14. It just so happened to be right around the corner from where I live so I could walk. And so, I, you know, I basically was a wholesale company and mm-hmm. they were selling all kind of stuff wholesale. It's kind of like a, a mom and pop version of a Sam's Club or a Costco, but a, mm-hmm. on a smaller scale. And mm-hmm. so I would see them buying things wholesale. I had to bring it in and stock it. And then I would see the, the neighborhood people who own the corner stores coming in to buy the wholesale stuff and then sell it. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just bought this from the store that I work at and now you're selling it here at this price? You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I could do that. <laughs> so, so then I thought, oh, let me. So I started buying some of the stuff. I bought candy wholesale, started selling it in school. Um, you know, people would ask the teachers sometimes would ask, you know, what, what fundraiser are you doing, doing this for? And I said, um, I don't know what I said, but it was, it was basically my fundraiser. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, Back then you had to do what you had to do, but, but, but I was, I was selling the wholesale candy, um, in school. And I could I couldn't even get to class on time because everybody was wanting to buy candy from me, right? Um, and and so I felt so liberated because I could finally get my own haircut, I could buy the sneakers that I wanted, you know. I could, I could, you know, I didn't have to have the the deli sandwiches that my mom had us have every single day, right? Mm-hmm. But I could mm-hmm. actually go get something that I felt like that I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just felt good, right? Had a cell phone, had a pager. This was like 20 years ago, guys. This was way back in like a long time ago when when all that stuff wasn't even like popular yet so mm-hmm. um so I felt good and it just it just made me feel like wow I, now why i'm I'm working hard at this job just so I can get some things that I wanted and just kind of feel better about myself but then I did notice that some of the adults who worked at this same company they were in the same company because they had to mm. so so it, it really kind of shifted my perspective because I said well man you know when I get older, I don't want to work a job that I have to mm-hmm. you know so how can I be in the in the shoes of the owner's position? you know mm. so that's always been in my mind is is business ownership entrepreneurship how can I be uh in the in a, in that level right? Because I always say I grew up watching MTV Cribs saying one day that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't rap, dance, or sing.
0: <laughs> I I would wait, wait, too. slow down and go back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said I wanted
0: the MTV crib, but I can't rap, I can't dance, I can't sing. I'm going to have right. to find a way.
1: Yep. And yeah. I and I thought I would make the NBA because I play ball, but that didn't work either. How tall are you? 6'4". Uh, four. Okay. Yep, so I'm the same height as Steph Curry.
0: Let's go, (laughs) let's go. I'm 5'6". I don't know nothing about that life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Steph Curry looks short on TV, but uh, in real life, that's pretty tall for the average person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, you know, I, I knew that entrepreneurship was really the way to go for the average person, but I didn't have any money. I didn't have any experience. And so how can I be in the same shoes as like the owners of that company without having the financial capital to be able to do that? And, and that's where really God really directed something in, into my life. And, and and it was something that was non-traditional, by the way. It wasn't the traditional type of business where you just start from scratch and you just build. It was a non-traditional type of business, uh, but it allowed me to start with very little money and start to earn an income right away. Uh, and then develop myself along the way. So in college, I started uh, building a business at 20 years old. And then, you know, over time it started to turn into a full-time income. And then from there, the sky's the limit. And, and we've just been building ever since.
0: Wow. That is incredible. So the business you have started in college. And, and what did you
1: guys focus on within that business? So what we what we provide for people is legal services. Um, and, and also we help people with identity theft. But, but we basically have an app that gives people legal services without having to pay the high hourly costs. So instead of someone paying $300 an hour, we could pay about $300 a year. And we can use it as often as we need to for everyday things, like getting a traffic ticket or getting a will and not having to pay a ton of money. I call it the Netflix of legal services. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, I mean, if you think about it, we were going to Blockbuster and maybe paying 8 or $10 for two movies. Now with Netflix, we could pay $10 or $15 or something like that, maybe 20 and have unlimited movies. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we did that same type of concept with the legal system. Is instead of someone paying three hundred an hour for an attorney, they could just pay three hundred a year, and they can use it as often as they need to for big things and small things.
0: Mm. And so you you get on this journey, um, this journey of entrepreneurship, personal development, all these different things. And and so at, at some point, my understanding is that like you got you it took off in such a way, life shifted can you tell us like take us to that place in life and don't just take us through you know the accomplishment of it but take us through like how did your mentality shift how how did your your hope shift how did your
1: inspiration shift as you walked through that part of your journey yeah so you know i went from thinking that um you know i believe most people live between survival and crisis like yeah. right? like sometimes we work just hard enough so we can survive but, but, but also we kind of live in between that place. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to get out of the survival and crisis uh, mindset and move into the thriving, right. Where, where, you know, you can give, um, and and not be worried about, you know, being able to pay all your bills or where you can, um, you know, be able to take nice vacations or, or, you know, back in the day, I used to have a bunch of vehicles that broke down, you Mm -hmm. know? So, Mm -hmm. um, And instead of being broke down on the side of the road, like I used to be, I could have a car that didn't have any issues, you know, we just go, Mm -hmm. we need to go and, and just do what we need to do. So, um, so remind me of your question. So, so as you,
0: as you started to evolve in your business and everything started to really like come up, what was that like on the inside Like, as your dreams were starting to come true, like, you're one of the people who's actually started to walk into your dreams and live them, and not in the the empty way, like a lot of people have, but, like, you've literally flourished. So what
1: has that journey been like? Yes, I mean, my wife and I, we were actually the first in our generation, in our family, to be able to build our first home from the ground Mm, up. mm. Uh, And that was exciting to be able to, like, I'll never forget, like, when 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 we got the keys, and we didn't have the furniture in there yet, but I'm like... I want to sleep in this in this house now. Like I don't, I'll sleep on the floor <laughs> because I'm like, I, I don't know. It's, it's always been something for me about freedom and ownership. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this is mine, right? You know what I mean? Because we were living in a smaller apartment, and then to be able to be in this house, um, it was it was exciting. So um, it's just it just feels good to be able to be in a position where you can. Do things on the on the other side, if that makes sense. You know, you mm-hmm. can take nice vacations, you can do things that you want to do for your family, um, and, and not have to always be concerned with the financial side of it. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you were how old at that point? Um, I think I was about, I think I was about twenty okay, so 20- Let me take that back. When we got the house, I was um, it was two thousand twelve. So I, I think I was around 31 or so. 31 or so.
0: So you get to a point where like now you guys, you, you got the house, you get some success.
1: You st- Are you still working regular jobs at that point? No, no. Um, I was blessed to uh, walk away from corporate America and we've been blessed to work from home. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had times where um, I was building my business and I had to go back to corporate America, right? Mm. Um, as I was building in my journey. <clears throat> but But at some point, um, it just started to just through a lot of prayer, a lot of working hard, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of seeking mentors, and working on myself. We were able to kind of turn the corner and get to a place where we didn't have to go back to, uh, to, to corporate America. I want to stay there because I think.
0: I think that we don't spend enough time in that area of life in the discussion process, right? What I see when I when I sit down and I work with clients is I meet a lot of people who, when they struggle, when they gotta go back and eat the humble pie and go back to the thing they thought they left forever, uh, living at mama's house, working for this place, going back to the old church, I don't care what it is. There's this feeling of I'm the only person who ever put all my eggs in the basket or who, who, who had belief in myself or who had belief in God. And it didn't work the way I thought it it feels like it's just you. So how did you weather that storm? I mean, you've already shared some of it. You said you went to mentors and, and you did some things, but What's really going on on the inside of you? Are you really confident that entire time? Like, oh, I know it's going to work out. Is there doubts? Is there worry? Like, what was that really like for you in that season of your life when, when when you're going back to corporate America and then going back to the dream and all that?
1: Well, let me tell you one thing that happened. Um, I, I got married in 2011, and I was full-time in my business. And, and I wasn't rich or anything. I wasn't, like, breaking records or anything at that point, but I was full-time. I didn't have to work a job. I was self-sufficient. Um, but when I got married, we moved from New York because I lived in, in, in Rochester, New York at that time, and we mm-hmm. moved to South Carolina. My wife was already living in South Carolina. I was in New York. We dated for a little bit, and then I moved to South Carolina once we got married. Mm-hmm. Well, my business kind of took a toll at that point because um, I didn't build it in a way that was sustainable because it was all built around me. And so mm. I learned I learned at that point that I had to put systems in place and I wasn't doing that. I had built it around me instead of building it around systems. Ooh, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> so you got to have systems in place because people fail, but systems don't. And because I was no longer there, um, it just kind of collapsed, right? Right. Um, now, of course, we've since then built it back up now by plugging people into systems. But um, but when I moved, I mean, can you imagine being a newlywed in a new city, new state, and now you have no income? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you made all these promises of what life was going to be like, um, and now you're starting off. At negative, not not at zero, but negative, right in Mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, And so that was humbling. I had to. uh, That was at the time where I had to go back and get a job and start rebuilding. And 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 I felt like a failure, honestly, because I made these big mouth promises uh, that I was going to be able to do, create this kind of life for us, and we were going to be able to do these types of things. Um, and and honestly, that was one thing, one reason why I felt like maybe I shouldn't have gotten married. I didn't, I didn't feel like that. But I felt like that beforehand, before I even mm-hmm. proposed. And I mm-hmm. felt like, can I even propose? Because I don't, I didn't feel like my life was where it needed to be, right? Mm. But but the Lord showed me that we, it was better for us to build together. You, you know what I mean it was better for us to build together because she seen me in the lows and she, sees me, she seen me in the highs. Um, and we can appreciate the highs so much better when we go through the lows together. <sighs> Did anybody else get that, Jim? <laughs>
0: wherever you are listening, like, like, leave a, like, leave a comment. Please tell me you got that, Jim. Because they, they get married. So he says he made a bunch of big mouth promises. What I believe is he made a bunch of big hearted promises because he wanted to provide and he wanted for her to never have to worry and he want and what looked like what looked like a failure what looked like a step back was like being pulled back in a slingshot you get pulled back together And you realize that if you were to continue the system the way you had it, it would always require you. And God in that moment gave you an opportunity to build something that could be sustained without you so that you could have freedom beyond what you thought you needed. Be a a system that was beyond what you had comprehended and you would have never known you needed it had you not moved and realize oh i didn't build this right i didn't build this to scale i didn't build this to grow and to multiply i just grew this for me so he gifted you what felt like failure so that you could build a new foundation for your marriage and for your business now if that's not god i don't know what is that is faith in a, in a nutshell. And so you go through those processes, you go through the grind of the back and the forth and the setbacks. And, and, and so like at this point in your life now, what, you know, what is, what is your, is your life like? I want to talk about it a little bit, but then I want to talk a little bit about values. And I want to talk a little bit about your heart and, and, and some other things, because there's so many things that I've just heard you speak to that I want to hear. But so, so now, you know what, I know you're kind of spread out in your life in terms of your career. So what all do you focus on now at this point?
1: Um, what I focus on now is leadership development. Because mm-hmm. I want to help other people to, to live the life that we're blessed to live. You know, we have mm-hmm. a gentleman that's in our organization, and he was able to put his daughters through college without any debt. Um, you know, so that's exciting. I want to create more stories like that. I, we have a, a young lady who was a piano teacher who wasn't making more than maybe, I don't know, $1,500. She was just making enough to pay the rent. I'm oh, sorry, mm-hmm. the mortgage. And, um, and, and now she's earned a six-figure income. Um, mm. and, and, and now she's buying properties, you know, every, every year and, and turning them into Airbnbs and stuff like that. So to be able to have those type of stories, I want to create more of this. So for me, it's all about leadership development and, and multiplying, right. Helping other people to, to live the life that they want to live. And that's what I spend the majority of my time now is just coaching, mentoring, and, and really just pouring into others, what was poured and in, poured into me.
0: Mm. And, and so as you pour into people, you know, what, what would you say are the most important or the most critical things to pour? You, you've got people who are sitting down with you. They they want to shift in their life. They want to change in their life. What, what do you see that
1: people lack that needs to be poured in? That's perfect. Well, I believe the mindset. The mindset is the number one thing because we have paradigms that were put on us as a child. Mm. And we live those things as an adult and we don't even know why we do it. Let me, let me give you an example. Um, there's a story that I tell of uh, this lady and she cuts both ends off the ham of the of, of the ham and then puts it in a pot to cook it. And someone said, why do you cut off both ends of the ham? And she says, I'm not sure. My, my mom does it that way. So they said, well, let's go ask mom. So they go ask the mom, hey, why do you cut both ends off the ham before you cook it, before you put it in the pot? She says, I don't know. That's because my mom did it. Mm. <laughs> so they go to the other mom they're like, so so why do you cut both ends off the ham before you cook it? She says cuz I didn't have a pot big enough. <laughs> so so we got three generations of women who cut both ends off the ham simply because one just didn't have a pot big enough, right? So what that tells me is that, you know, we or, or you think about the elephant that could easily break free at the circus or the lion. But what, what people don't know is that as a child, they are on the, on the rope. <laughs> they're on the rope and they can't break free from the rope, right? They, they, they're just pulling and pulling and pulling. They can't break, break free from it. And then as they get older, they technically could break free from it if they wanted to. But because they grew up not being able to do it, It's a paradigm that they're stuck in. So that's the number one thing that I have to help people with is their mindset. Because if you could defeat the enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside could do us no harm. And we've been told lies all our lives about things that we couldn't do or who we aren't supposed to be like. Like I told myself that I was an introvert, right? Well, look, I can be whoever I want to be, right? So if I grow up and I'm considered shy and not outgoing, then that would be my lifestyle. But I decided I get to be who I want to be. And I get to change the paradigm. I get to be whatever I, that God has called for me to be. So my, my point is just that the most important thing we have to do is we have to change the mind. Because uh, 1% doubt and you're out. Mm. What's that, what does that
0: mean to you? What's that mean?
1: It, it just means that, it, you know, the Bible talks about belief. And if you believe, then you can do anything that you want to do. You could even say to the mountain, move, and it'll actually move. Right. Like Jesus said this stuff, but we, we won't even try to do it because we don't believe. Mm. And, and a lot of times we don't believe because five, when we were five years old, daddy said something to us and we just held on to it. Or mom said something that we just held on to. And then someone else said it and someone else said it. And next thing you know, we take that and we believe mm-hmm. it. And then when 30, 40 years older, 50 years older later, um, we're still living that lie. And, and it wasn't intentional. It wasn't that it was, they weren't saying it to hurt us. They're saying it because maybe they were told the same thing by their parents. So it's a whole generational cycle that happens. And, and my whole goal is to to break those things so that people could live the life that they're called to live. And now they can go out and do certain things in a different way because they have the right mindset.
0: Mm. I, I'm learning. I was I was listening to um to Myron Golden if you know him. Shout out to Myron Golden if you ever want to come on the show, you can come on every day of the week. I love um, Myron so, Golden. You know he's incredible man when he teaches, and he was talking about the power of belief. And he basically said, "Look at the end of the day, belief works in both di- directions." So it's like when you gave that example of the person who, who sets their mind to something and they, and they just believe it with everything inside of them, they'll get it. And then when you say, well, how come it didn't work out the other times? Because you believed with everything that you had inside of you. So it, it worked out the way that you intended, because how you intended was, I'm not good enough for this. It's not going to work out. Something's going to fall apart in the end. So you were believing that. And what you believe generally will come to pass because you're willing it to. Um, and, and so there's just something to be said for. Um, as we develop, as we grow, it's not just a, a matter, I don't believe, of learning how to get out of those mindsets, right? I think it's also a matter of healing out of those mindsets. That That sometimes... Those words that you were just describing, those word curses, those, those pain points where people said things, they hurt us, they wounded us, they scarred us, they leave us a little bit different than we were before, and now time passes, and I'm finding that I'm limited by the very things that somebody else gave me with friendly fire. They weren't even trying to hurt me. They were trying to discipline me. They were trying to keep me safe. They were trying to keep me healthy. They were trying to make sure that I didn't grow up to be a delinquent, but the very words that they were using to try to help me hurt me. And so I actually have to heal from those wounds, heal from those scars, heal from those reflections and projections that are coming from the pain so that I can get on the other side of it. And so I feel like that's a part of what you do, man. There's something about the way that you approach people where you heal people from what they've been through. I mean, do you see yourself that way as, as a healer in God's hands? How do, you, how do you see that?
1: You know, honestly, I never looked at it that way. I never looked at it that way. I just know that I had my own ways of how I grew up. So mm. I'm just really uh, trying to help people in the way that, that, that God helped me. Mm. So when you think about your your testimony,
0: how did God help you? What do do you see the role that God played in this? There's somebody listening right now, and they say, like, this whole story is is good, but I just hear a person who was gifted when he was born, and he worked hard, and he accomplished a lot because he worked
1: hard. Where do you see God in this story? Oh, he's all throughout it. All throughout it, because um, he weaved me into the fabric of the the destiny uh, by putting the right people in my life by but but also oftentimes isolating me so that mm. there was no one that I could seek out but him right so so I, i've had many times in the journey where one thing i love about this whole journey is that it brought me so much closer to him mm. uh, because because there were times where like I, I can remember one time where i was struggling so bad that my um the electricity was out and mm. it wasn't it wasn't broken <laughs> 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 but the electricity was out and this was when I was in New York at the time this was before I got married but the the, the um, I was in New York I was in a basement and I had no electricity no heat you know so I just had candles and some worship music going in the dark and I'm I'm some of those same songs I just have memories when I listen to them today because I remember being in a blanket freezing uh because I didn't have any of that stuff at the time Um, and, and, and it was just me and God, it was just, uh, it was just my prayer. It was just my, my belief that he was going to see me through and he was going to carry me out of it. So, so, so God was throughout the whole process, right? Um, because now my faith, I was building my faith muscle. I was, I was building my faith muscle. And so now when I handle certain challenges, now I, I approach it a different way because of the all the faith working out that I did along the way on my journey, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, it makes so much sense. Ooh, you was just preaching. I almost threw some money at you, but that wouldn't have worked out because we in two different places. Uh oh, you said so much just now. Now, this this is why I do hope rising. Like this is that's it. When people hear you in the in the the slick clips that we all make for social media or when they hear us motivating people or bringing people, they miss the moments that you were in a room with with no electricity on because you couldn't pay your bills. And they say, well, he's just had it his whole life. So you heard, even though he was smart enough as a 14-year-old kid to have a cell phone and a pager and all this stuff, he still had to struggle in the midst of the process. And in those moments, faith was built, integrity was built, character was built. That's the story that we don't tell enough. And I think that, like, for me, it's, I don't know how God made me, okay? I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. But he made me where I can see that on you. Like, I see that. I see that the, your humility didn't just come from like your parents bringing you upright. Like, yes, your parents brought you upright, And you probably were like a young hotshot and you were accomplishing all that stuff. And you was walking around thinking you was something. And then life said, Bow! sit down, sit down, son. You can't come up this way. You, you, you a little too tall for your britches. And so when you stood back up, you stood back up with humility. You stood back up with grace. You stood back up with, with two eyes towards heaven, a heart towards, maybe I should say a heart towards heaven and the eyes on the prize of your purpose and your destiny. That's what I see when I see you. It's so, it's something about the way you carry yourself. And I would believe your wife probably has the same kind of character.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And she absolutely does. We both have servant hearts. And and that's why we've been connected so 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 well together. We we actually dated for six months. Um, we 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 connected on social media on Facebook. We dated for six months and then ended up getting married. Uh, and then we've been together now for twelve years. Wow! Um, uh, and it, there's a backstory on that. But but my point is just that um, we are definitely equally yoked. We are cut yeah. from the same cloth. What does she What does she bring to the table that you
0: need? That that like if Eddie doesn't have this balancing thing, he ain't gonna be
1: right. What does she do for you? Oh man, so much. I mean, she is number one, the so creative. You know, even mm. my podcast that I that I came up with, she came up with the whole idea. I just told her what I was looking to do and she put it all together and ran with. It. I'm like, wow, like this is it right here. You know, so she she's the creative person, but also she sees she's my blind spot. She sees things that I don't see. Um and, and she 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 just can't Continues to encourage me and push me through because sometimes I need that. Sometimes I need somebody to pour into me because I'm pouring into everyone else. But sometimes I just need somebody that could pour into me and say, "Hey, look, you got this. You can make it happen. You can do it. Um, keep on going. Don't stop. No matter what it looks like right now."
0: Mm. They they say that every strong man behind them has a strong
1: woman. Is, is that how you see it, or would you describe it differently? Oh no, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, we are um, we are locked in on this together. So. Um, she is my, my, my rib, right? <laughs> you know, I'm complete because I have her. So I'm excited and just really thankful that I even have her in my life. Mm, that's
0: good. That's good. He said, how did you get me talking about my wife? Don't worry, <laughs> bro. That's bonus points. They're coming to you. Don't even worry. Make oh, yeah. sure she hears that part. Um, so he was talking about his podcast, by the way. It's called Code Freedom. Uh, so so make sure you guys go check out Code Freedom. He has some amazing guests. I watched a couple episodes this morning as I was preparing for the interview. Um, and you, you have some people on who will make you think or people who will inspire you. And, and they need to hear those conversations. So check out Code Freedom. But wait till the end of the interview. Wait till the end of this interview and then go check that out. So, so Eddie, um, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but this has really been a, a beautiful experience so far. Um, I want you to talk a little bit um, to the person in life. Um, they have enjoyed you. They've enjoyed what you've said. But they still don't believe that change is something that's possible for them. Like, they have been stuck for so long that they're the elephant that you were talking about. They, they, tried, they tried to run off. The rope was too tight, right? That, 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 that thing that was holding them in place was so strong, and they tried, and they tried, and they tried, and eventually they said, freedom's not for me. Whether we're talking about financial freedom, emotional freedom, freedom from working a job that's toxic, they're stuck in a place what do you say to that person who's
1: been stuck for too long and has kind of given up? That's a great question. I would say that you have to get in the environment because once you see better, you can do better. And you have to see it before you can see it. So mm. sometimes sometimes you have to, you know, they uh, God told Abraham to get out of his country and out of it, away from his family, the, his, his family that he had. Uh, he, he told him to go to a foreign place and go somewhere he's never been before and and be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? It was comfortable being in a land that he was in and with his family and all that stuff. But he says, no, I need you to go to a different place. Um, and then it's from that place that God blessed him. So I just believe sometimes, well, not sometimes, you have to get to a place where you can see things that you've never seen so that you can come back and have an idea of what's possible. So you can open up your dream space because many of us, we we go to the same job we go to the same grocery store. We go the same route. We, we, we eat the same food every single week. We, our lives are so, everything we do is on autopilot. Everything we do is habitual. And so we have to get to a place where we can see things that we've never seen. So now we can realize that we can do things that we've never done. So, so mm-hmm. that's the first thing in my, in my opinion is to go, maybe you have to pay for a conference and get uncomfortable, get on a flight. Maybe you haven't even taken a flight before. I know people who've done that, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're afraid to fly and, and now they fly all the time because they, they made a decision to get away from what they've always known and go into the land of unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you become comfortable with the uncomfortable because you got to a, another place. And, and, and that's the place where God is going to really use you, because now God has the, uh, the ability to speak to you without all the things that are familiar to you. Mm-hmm. So, so now you, are, you have to lean on his voice, and now he's going to show you how to get to the next level of where he wants to take you.
0: I, I, heard, I heard God speak to me as you were speaking. He said, no one is ever afraid to fly. Everyone is just afraid to fall. Wow. <laughs> it's good. not it's not the air that scares people that's it's falling good. out of it mm, mm, mm. it's falling out of it and i think that that's that that's it that everybody says oh i'm so scared to get up there you're not scared to get up there you're scared about what's gonna happen once you get up there yeah it's, i mean turbulence is scary don't get me wrong some people there are some humans that exist that have that have an anxiety or that you know get they get but why are they scared when it starts to, to rock
1: because they're afraid to fall
0: and, and, and can I, think I say that, something to that? Yeah, I, go for I, it. I
1: don't, I don't want to cut you off. No, but, cut me off, but but we think that success is over here and failure is over there, and that we have to go away from failure to get to success. But they mm. have the wrong idea. Success mm. is right here, and failure is on the way to success. Woo. You know what I mean? So if you've ever met anyone who succeeded, you've met somebody who failed a whole lot more than everyone else. So, you know, I, I know once one person says fail forward, fail often and fail fast, right? Yeah. You want to fail as often as you can. And I could tell you story after story of, after story of how I failed in this short interview. I've probably only told you three or four of them, but I could mm-hmm. tell you a whole lot more failures that I've made, but I'm not afraid to fail. Right? I'm not mm-hmm. afraid to look stupid. I'm not afraid to be embarrassed because I know that once I fall, my father, he's going to pick me back up and he's going to push me in the right direction. As long as I'm willing to get back up and I'm willing to go in the right direction and keep on going.
0: Ooh, that's so good. I hope, I hope somebody, you know, really took that in and heard that um, during this interview that, 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 that failure is a part of winning. It's a part of succeeding. It's a part of experiencing the joy you're looking for. It's not something to run from because it only defines you in good ways. If you continue the journey. Right? It's the, it's the failure that fulfills you because it teaches you about you. It teaches you about God. It teaches you about life. And in the end, it gives you an appreciation for the very victories you have. Mmm, that's so good. So, I, I've got only two questions left for you, and if you guys, again, have enjoyed this today, um, please uh, subscribe uh, to this podcast. Would you please share it with a friend? Leave your comments. Let us know, how are you feeling? What did he say today? What was the quote of the day? I got to start telling people to take notes when they sit down for Hope Rising, because you're going to get something. Uh, my producer, Jason, has been sitting there taking notes. I can see him off to the side, and he keeps, he keeps just looking. He keeps going, and then he starts writing. It's been, it's been amazing. It's been, I, I almost just threw him on the screen a couple of times so everybody could see him in the midst of his gaze. But, uh, <laughs> so two questions that I have left for you. This one is the one that, that gets everybody, but this is the one I ask every person. So I, we're going to play a game of pretend and we're going we're gonna to get you to use your imagination. This is a hundred years from now. And 100 years from now, um, individuals are walking into a museum, and and the museum, it, 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 it documents this part of life, this period of life in a great way, and they walk into a room marked Hope. Inside of that room, there are time capsules, and they find a time capsule marked Eddie Bales Jr., now inside, it's got some stuff about code freedom, and and it's got information about about legal services, and and it's got things about financial freedom, and there's and there's all these these artifacts and elements of your life and the life with you and your wife, and then there's a recording, and 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 the person who who, who walks up to this, they pick up the recording, and this is the message that you've left for them that explains in your words. What you believe hope is and how they can obtain it. How would you leave your
1: mark on the world?
0: What would you leave in your answer in your time capsule?
1: That's a loaded question. Wow. <laughs> You're right. That, that, is a, that does get everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so hope is, 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 is almost like faith. Hope is something you can't see, but yet it still exists. So it's, it's there, but you just can't see it yet. Um, and and so we just have to believe so strong and, and put ourselves in the environment, but also we have to, like, hope is something that it gives us the confidence to keep going one more day. Um, I, I'll say it this way. We don't set out to build a wall. We set out to build a brick. And we build each brick as perfectly as we can lay it. You know, and then after a while, you, you, you're so focused on building that brick that you get enamored with the excellency of building each brick every single day. But then you step back and you look at it and you're like, wow, I, I just built a wall. Mm-hmm. Like, look at, look at what we built. Look at what we did. And so, like, a lot of people, they, so, they focus so much on the wall that they never see the excellency of building each brick every single day. And then getting closer and closer and closer. Success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So as long as you're getting closer to success, as long as you're on the path, as long as you're on the journey, then you are already a success. You know what I mean? And and once you start to understand these things, once you start to understand that um, we just have to get our mind right, we have to take massive action. We have to get all the things that we need to get, like continue to work on ourselves. That's one of my biggest messages is work harder on you than you do on anything else. Because when mm. we get better, everything around us gets better, right? <sighs> everything changes. Your marriage changes when you get better. We Instead of trying to change your spouse, change you first, you know? Um, if you want to get your finances right, then there, there's so many books, there's so many videos, there's so much we can get, we can we can study. To, to but but are we seeking that information out? Are we actually going after that information? You know, we live in a time that like never before they used they would call it the information aid. I think it's probably shifted now, but it was called the information aid because we have so much information at our fingertips, but yet so few people take access to that information and do something with it. Ooh. So. And 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 all that getting get understanding um and get wisdom. And and wisdom is a principal thing. And once you have that wisdom, no one can take it away from you. And now you have more hope because you have the confidence, because you've studied, you showed yourself approved. You 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 did all the things that you needed to do to see yourself through, and now the rest is history. So that that's what I would say is. Just, just be 100%, 1,000% sold on who you can become and what you need to do to get there. Eddie Bales Jr.
0: <laughs> That's called a mic drop, sir. Woo! I didn't want to mess up your run because I already know social media is going to get that little clip later on. And I had to keep myself from hollering over here. <laughs> Man, you just gave a whole sermon. I started to pass the plate, sir. Oh, that was so good. Oh, I want, I'm not going to comment on it. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to... Jason just dropped his microphone. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Oh, man. Oh, I'm not going to comment on anything you said because I wanted to just speak for itself. Oh, that was so good. My brother, I thank you so much for joining us today. Um, for sharing your story, your journey, your message with us. If somebody has loved what you're talking about and they want to learn more about what you do, uh, whether it's your for-profit, your nonprofit, you know what, go, feel free to talk about anything that you want to talk about right now. Where they can find you, or where they can link up with you. You know, the, the the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, you can find me on any platform. It's Eddie, I E E D D I E. No Y. E-D-D-I-E, and then it's um, B-A-I-L-S. It's B-A-I-L-S. You can find me on any platform, or you can go to eddiebells.com. You can connect with me there. But, uh, hey, we love to connect with you. We love to grow with you, and we wanna just, just want to help more people. That's the big thing, is uh, service to many leads to greatness, and we just want to serve as many people as possible.
0: I love it. Well, you guys heard it here first. Eddie Bales Jr. is a name uh, that that many more people over time will hear. And we were blessed today um, to hear everything that God has poured inside of you. Um, I have had the pleasure of, uh, since I released my book, Your Butt is Too Big, in January, I think I've been on... Maybe twenty twenty five interviews, you know, podcasts and TV shows and radio shows and things, and you are the first person who I interviewed with, who I brought on this show, um, and and you won't be the last. But I brought you on first for a reason, um, because I walked away just knowing this guy has so much in him, and and the hope rising audience needs to hear it. Um, so, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and to everybody who was listening, thank you all for joining us. We certainly don't take it for granted uh, when you guys tune in. We hope that you got everything that you needed out of this experience. Before I run, I want to give a shout out, as always, to Jason, uh, my producer. Uh, many of you guys know that he owns EWT Productions. Um, he he is producing this podcast. So if you're listening, if it sounds good, if it runs well, if you like the music, before and afterwards, like if this is your, your groove, you, you need to link up with Jason. Um, Jason not only did all of that, but with me, he helped me with the vision of my podcast. Um, so even, you know, I, I produce some of the video work, but Jason comes in with his eye and lets me know what we need to tweak this. And what if we went that way? I can't tell you how much of a difference he made to the point where what Eddie said before the interview started was, how can I get one of him on my team? Um, and if you want to get him on your team, make sure that you go find him either at Jason at EWTProductions.com uh, or find him on social media at EWTProductions. I promise you he's friendly, easy to talk to. And in the end, he's going to get you right in the in the professional way that you need without gouging you on the price. Uh, and, and so with that, I hope that um, that you have, you've had a little bit of hope increase today, some faith increase today. And I hope that you have felt yourself in inspired. Um, This is it for this episode of Hope Rising, and we look forward to seeing you again next Monday. Hope Rising, where the unfulfilled go for fulfillment and the inspiring go for inspiration. We'll talk to you guys next week.